It is Tuesday, the 16th of May, 2017. This is episode 309 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I'm Chris, joined by a tired Ian. Hello, Ian. Evening, Chris. I may be tired, but I've pressed the record button this we week. We're actually recording. Yes, we are 100% better than last time. Uh, yes, so let's... going to start today with some follow-up news articles um, on things that we touched on before. Um, and the first one is a clarification by Apple on their affiliate program. So I think we reported in, was it the last episode? They were going to chop the affiliate fees from 7% to 2.5%, but they have come and clarified that just a touch. Yeah, they've not clarified it. They reversed the position. So it, what, <laughs> Yeah, it's the kind of thing we laugh at Microsoft for doing, but actually what they've done is said it's a clarification when actually the term is, <laughs> term is completely opposite. In so, a, in a very Donald Trump statement type exactly. way. Exactly. Well, <laughs> April 24th, we'll send an email to everybody on the affiliate program to say it's 2.5% across the board, starting on May the 1st. And then and then the May the 1st deadline came and went and nobody's rates changed. And and then on the, kind of the Friday of that week, on a you know obscure website, they just said, just to clarify, um, the 2.5% is only for in-app purchases. The 7% still stands for everything else. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, why they didn't email everybody? That clarification. Uh, I mean, change. I mean, clarification. Um, who knows? Because Apple never <laughs> do Apple anything wrong. <laughs> but I think yeah, that's so- a good positive thing. There was lots of websites that potentially... Yeah, they were going to really suffer from this. And that, yeah. uh, you know, their whole business model, to have it just overnight, uh, you, know, un, you know, was it quartered, basically? Uh, yeah, thirded, thirded. And, yeah. and 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 the thing was the um, as you say, there's there's some small and we've seen small websites. There are some websites that I guess are quite big, but they're they're, they're heavily reliant on this. Maybe that's a shot across the bow to say don't be so heavily reliant yes. on it. Hundred percent, I get that. And also because Apple uh, and and consumers have seen it's not necessarily a good practice to have your whole business model and your financing thing is based on shunting people to go and sell things that maybe they don't really care about. They just want to get this. There, there, there's some undercurrent that is maybe they're chasing after the Twitters and yeah. the Facebooks who, when they when you link to an app, they're putting their own affiliate code on. Mm. And um, they're probably making, you know, is there like million pound payments going to Facebook and Twitter yeah, on the back of that? Yeah. Uh, so, so who knows? But I think a good positive thing. Um, and the other one was Workflow. Um, there's an update around that. What was that all about? So Workflow, um, we've covered this before, a really kind of geeky um, app on iOS that helps glue lots of different services together and you can program in it and write some quite sophisticated automation. I've got a little mm-hmm. blog post, Workflow, that helps me do my weekly blog posts. And um, Apple bought them. They love them so much they bought them. And there was lots of fear. There was, there was a thing kind of came out and said, it's kind of in maintenance mode. Um, you know, we'll fix bugs. We're not going to add any new features. Lo and behold. Didn't they um, chop a load of features out, actually? Uh, they, they chopped some features out. So it used to support Chrome, and, and the, the latest version didn't. It used to support Pocket, latest version didn't. And there's a few other things. And what it looks like is... About a month before the Apple announcement came out, um, they'd sent out a whole load of um, legal letters to people to saying, please allow us to still feature you in our app. So I mm-hmm. guess this was a sign that the, this was, was coming. And and everybody's surmising that 
probably a company the size of Google were like this tiny little workflow app. What is this? And it sat with our legal team. And because of either never responded or right. or or said no for whatever reason, that's why it got dropped. No, it wasn't anything um, nefarious. It was more just a, probably a, you know a legal thing. Um, so the the rumours that it's dead are were just rumours. It's still quite alive. Um, there's an update came out and it restored Google Chrome and Pocket Actions. Um, so not only did it restore some drop features, but also added some new Apple Music integration. Small features, but still welcome. And it's going to start, it's making use of the sort of latest APIs and there's yeah. now debate as to whether people think it's actually going to be start to be integrated more fully into iOS. Uh, I think I think it will be. So, this, so the app, Apple have bought the team and I, and I think we'll see, I don't think we'll see this year. It just feels like, you know, to announce it, what, four weeks ago? I can't see WWDC, WWDC and I must apologize, I am tired tonight <laughs> and it's clear that my words aren't coming out as my <laughs> brain is intending. However, um, WWDC is only two weeks away, and I can't see like iOS it's 11. It's too soon to have it baked in yet, yeah. in a way that Apple would normally bake yeah, it. In. No, but I doubt it. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so um, that was the follow-up stories. Let's, let's crack on with the, the new news. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with around some Twitter stuff. Uh, Twitter's uh, all about video at the moment. So they've just announced a new partnership with Bloomberg where they're going to um, going to stream 24-7 video uh, and news broadcast via Twitter. Um, and following on from that, they've also announced plenty of um, agreements with various other providers, um, WNBA, BuzzFeed, Viacom. So video is the new focus of Twitter by the sounds of it. So it's it, it kind of feels like they're... They've, they've worked out how to deliver video to people on their mobile devices or any in, in, sort of multiple devices, and they've figured that they can make money at this. Um, and the Bloomberg one makes sense because it's a hookup with news, which is what Twitter's traditionally now being used for. Um, but the the other ones is, I guess it's just saying, look, you can reach all these consumers via our platform. Um, we'll, you know, give you all that thing. You just give us an agreement and, and away we go with video. So that seems like their focus right now. Yeah, and uh, and some people are calling it a bit of a pivot. I don't think so. I mean, you had Periscope and they, they streamed some NFL last year. So it's yeah, and they've done several things now, haven't they? And and Periscope maybe was the foundation of can we do this? Can we deliver that video? They figure they can deliver the video. So why not really roll with it and and try for that live video streaming type market? Yeah, you know. So I think I think that's a. Uh, it's an interesting approach, and I still think there's a lot of engagement, and we're seeing that, I guess, more, you know, so user numbers have kind of crept up a little bit, and I guess, you know, and, and I saw, I saw, um, so Jack, who runs the company, is basically saying, um, don't stop Trump tweeting, <laughs> because I think they're seeing that when he does tweet something, then the engagement they're getting right now is <laughs> yeah, huge, yeah. absolutely like huge, because yeah. he's such a polarizing character, whether you really believe him or not, or or, or think he's well, doing the like right thing. Saying, or you don't like what he's saying, you still want to read just, what he's saying. <laughs> And people people react either way. Yeah. They're seeing a lot of engagement. And again, you know, a video company probably wants that as well. You know, ooh, yeah, yeah. engagement. And if they get the right um, videos in the right place, it doesn't really matter. You know, you suddenly find that, um, for me, it would be, I don't know, some motorsport being highlighted or video streamed live and I can't get it any other else. Easily go and watch it on Twitter. Why not? Why the heck not? Um, Facebook has hired 3,000 new employees to review content. This all comes off the back of uh, various bad stories we had recently around Facebook and um, the, we had the 
the live blogging of someone killing someone. We had there's various other things that have been going on. Um, big backlash in the media saying, why aren't Facebook doing more to protect um, people that are using Facebook from these kind of things? And Facebook's response is, yep, OK, we'll hire 3000 people to actually go and review content and be respond quicker to reporting. So they're also in, injecting a new and improved reporting uh, suite to allow things to be flagged a lot quicker and easier. Seems a good thing. I think it shows that they, maybe the AI tools or some of the AI stuff that they had in to try and auto-pull this out. There's only so much it can do right now. Uh, they said all along that we totally rely on people reporting yeah. stuff. And actually, as soon as these things were reported, we have did something about them. But, but yeah. if someone gets aghast without reporting it, then we can't do anything about it because we're not aware of it. That's what they were saying. Now they've brought in 3,000 people. I mean, 3,000 people is nowhere near enough. But, but it's 3,000 maybe... on top of 4,500 already. Sure. So it shows you the scale they're working at. 100%. It's, you know, I mean, 3,000 jobs is, is, is a great thing, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, you know, it's still nowhere near enough to be able to review content. So that's why they've also got this additional layer of we're able to um, add that reporting um, much easier at, at the post level. I still think it's um, future President Zuck. Uh, he's just trying to protect his future presidential mm-hmm. candidates. I'm, I'm convinced. It's too, yeah, yeah. You heard all, it that, first. all that team flown about with him, all those photos are taken. He's out meeting the country. He certainly, all. When he talks, he certainly talks in that very uh, practised way that you come, come across with uh, uh, yeah. candidates. And and it's a whole, you know, he's going around with his entourage and, and yeah. you know, like feeding cows, taking pictures <laughs> of feeding cows. Here's it's, a photo up, yeah. It's like, how many trees are me sitting in a tree? We'll see. Yay. But you heard it here first. Uh, Facebook also fighting fake news. So this is the other thing, that, uh, especially around the, the kind of recent... Fake Lexington. news. Fake news. <laughs> so Lexington's in... It seems to be the latest thing. Everyone... I hate it. News out, I hate um, it. But yes, yeah, so they did some work around the French election to try and make sure that wasn't sabotaged by these, these news stories that are just, you know, absolutely made up uh, and they're doing going to do the same in the uk and it's also including adverts to warn people about checking sources before they just blindly read and you know take take these things but they're also closing down accounts as uh, as quickly as they can and and sort of using their systems to try and identify accounts that are just uh, spamming spamming incorrect data yeah it's Hard to do. We saw it in the French election. We saw it in the US election. We saw it in the French election. We saw it last year with Brexit. I guess we've seen it you know, with the UK one as well. You know, it's just there's so much. Everybody just turns around and just says, that's fake. That's It's been coming for a while. We've had lots of those kind of fact-check type accounts. You know, BBC fact-check, Channel 4 fact-check, I think, in 2015, was doing its best to try and say, you know, that claim is true. That claim is partially true. That, it, But it's so hard. Yeah, because so, so hard. of it, you know, that you hear is... When you when you hear something you don't like, you just that seems to be the now the claim is that's fake news. And when you hear something you do like, you just yeah. accept it. It's, I mean, it. Trump Trump's now got the platform that he'll just stand there and say that thing that everybody's saying true. It's fake news. People don't believe it, and, and they're all going, "You're the man." Uh, Google Doc Spear. So this was a phishing <laughs> attack um, that went around quite viciously actually so this was someone effectively it looked like an email had come from someone you trusted there was a google doc link in it uh, when you clicked it effectively that gave uh, the 
the program access to your account and it also allowed that account then to send the link on to multiple other people so it kind of bypassed all the things that we normally or are traditionally told not to do so things like it says don't uh, it's got to be from someone you know uh, don't enter any emails or passwords things like that didn't do any of that because it was using oauth and therefore it was just you clicked on something that just looked like a normal uh, google doc uh, it, the name in the actual URL said Google Docs, um, so it did. All intents and purposes, it looked fairly safe, um, but people did give away then access to a random application, which then just escalated. Now, it didn't seem like there was anything. Uh, it, it was very successful, but actually almost too successful because it was flagged, uh, and also it swamped all the systems that it was designed to sort of collect all these emails. So it looks like. Um, it looks like it wasn't successful in on the kind of grounds that not much has come out of it um, but it was very successful in that it, it it spread very quickly and quite and very virulently um but it has been shut down now that account's gone um and google have said that they are going to stop what one of the things was that someone had made an application called google doc um which therefore sounded like it was uh, google doc when actually it was an application taking your data to a third party um person rather than the um, google itself uh, and they and google have said they're going to work to shut that down or if they have, they've done it already i think yeah they've done workarounds in it but it did it was kind of the reason it worked so well is it's kind of it was following almost like google best practice and how to do things but it was just doing it semi-illegally and um even the way i mean one of the giveaways was if you looked at the if you looked at the, the email properly it was coming from it looks like uh was it 12 or 13 h's at um millinator.com which is a public disposable email service so that that's a bit you know i guess if you saw that coming you'd be like oh that, that doesn't look right but if you did click and grant access it basically then <laughs> resend itself to everyone in your address book and it, this wasn't just a it wasn't just in like you know private gmail accounts there was lots of organizations um, that had fell victim to it and that millinator.com which i must admit i hadn't heard of before but the, seemingly it's a it's like a public disposable email service and it only supports 50 emails at once so you can register for it and and it just starts overwriting but they were getting tens of thousands of emails um within within minutes so seemingly it was very viral and i the only reason i saw it was there was people on twitter sharing the screenshots mm -hmm. saying i'm getting loads of these all of a sudden yeah and it looked like a real attack on google because there's lots of tech people getting them i think just because obviously somebody's clicked somewhere has got a massive address book and it's just went boom and yeah. spread um so yeah it's and, and we'll, we'll come on to it later on obviously what's happened in the uk over the weekend but i think it just shows there's it, it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of stay ahead of people, all this people don't yeah and and oauth it's one of those things oauth is uh there for a reason but it's as it's as good as giving someone a password when you give someone permission like mm. an app or whatever to permission you, it is as good as giving them access to your account so <laughs> yeah. and your data yeah and, and uh, but it doesn't feel like that at the time you're just because we're so used to in apps nowadays on our phones just clicking yeah accept um but actually you know it, it does have ramifications and we understand what oauth means and we're developers and can get all that but you know the normals out there it's just uh oh, just another this? step it's a bit like the terms and conditions isn't it yes exactly uh, we also saw this week a big cyber attack. Actually, it covered 74 countries around the world. But the big story in the UK was the fact that it um, it got its hooks, Nazi hooks, into um, the NHS. Uh, and this was a ransomware attack where uh, basically it, it encrypts the uh, hard disk and it demands a, uh, a Bitcoin payment 
to to un or decrypt the actual um, data. Uh, this attacked. Well, it's, it was basically working on a weakness that was existing in old versions of Windows, the things that have fallen out of um, support by Microsoft. But things like the NHS or com companies that, that haven't updated recently were then uh, susceptible to this attack. And it was an attack that was based on a vector that um, the NSA and various other security agencies knew about, um, but they hoarded those vectors rather than actually letting you know, basically, they knew about it. They wanted to hold on to it so they can use that uh, in order to help them uh, in their day-to-day -day fight of uh, whatever they're fighting against. And that's kind of another angle to this story. Is is that a good thing um, that governments leave these weaknesses in deliberately so that they can then make use of them uh, at the expense now of, you know, people's actual health? So when we're talking the NHS, we're talking about... Um, scans transplants appointments all sorts of things being um cancelled because of this who's to blame chris who do you think i've got i've got my N view an ill-funded nhs not able to update its things is the main reason for oh uh, do you think so is the main reason for the, the fact that there was an issue mm. um the so the i'll blame microsoft you know, the, the, the bastards <laughs> <laughs> actually sent uh such a thing is i i, I just i think there's so there's some number, you're, truly you're, nasty human beings yeah so you're right there's there's not there's not like one it's not like it's like one person's fault it's nope. like there's a number of different you know so nsa you know you know so government agencies shouldn't be having you know these kind of vulnerabilities and not disclosing them so even when these vulnerabilities were leaked you know two three months ago and snowden was was, was telling people this is going to launch a wave of you know, spyware and issues like this that that you know we're not ready to deal with. Um, you know, because people don't apply patches and people don't do updates, and there are still lots of people on XP and uh, and there's a whole host of things. And the only reason I'm saying I blame Microsoft was this was so nasty that they actually put a patch out for these unsupported Windows versions. You know, so it's like you you've been sitting on this information, and again, it's back to the. I just feel there was people that could have done more. So you're right, NHS and and you know where we target funds. Um, it's kind of clear that cybersecurity is is lacking, you know, and and I totally get, you know, I, I was reading about, you know, the um, the scanners that they've got that are 15 years old and the companies no longer exist, and and you know you can't you can't move on from XP. You are totally trapped on XP on that machine. You are stuffed. But at the same uh, time, yeah. you and can you get to the you point can, where you've surely then got to you know keep it isolated you <laughs> that's can, and that's way. what i was going to say you yeah. can fire all that off so again from an architecture perspective there's things you can do but it's clearly they've either not got the wherewithal or the funding to go and do it uh, and, nor have, and nor have plenty of agencies say this is not yeah. just not no no just no, no 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 but it's uh, uh but i still i still kind of like i just feel microsoft should have done a bit more and to be fair to microsoft they've come out obviously on a bit of defensive and saying and and you know it was a direct poke at the u.s government ransomware attack is like having a tomahawk missile stolen you know, so basically they're saying, you know, NSA was sitting on this. It was stolen from them. And it, and we've covered this before about, you know, backdoors. This is the reason why you don't want backdoors into things because the government ultimately, you know, and government agencies will get hacked. It will leak these things. And it just ultimately hurts us as consumers and users. But then again, users. you know, we're not necessarily in the best position to understand whether actually them holding onto these is actually in the greater good. We You know, a, a uh, ransomware attack that affects 
some people's operations and this, that, and the other. Who knows? Maybe those back doors have solved much greater things that we just uh, will never be aware of. So maybe, but I think I, I guess I'm I'm being very black and white. And if I look at the things that are in front of me that I can see, it just feels like this, this is why you shouldn't do this. I, um, I, I, I I agree. <laughs> I agree. One one little thing: the accidental hero. Did you did you hear? Did you read about this? So this is the go. If you go to the blog um, malwaretech.com, um, so this is a security searcher. I think he's only twenty one or twenty two. So he's UK based, and um, it, he he he, returned, he was just basically saying he checked into the UK UK cyber threat sharing platform in the morning and nothing much was happening. They were expecting some other big things, and he, he's in that kind of circle that is looking at you know vulnerabilities and threats and alerts. Mm -hmm. And so I guess if you're plugged into that, you're in a different world, you know. So. Yeah. He came home about 2.30 and it was flooded with posts all about NHS systems. So he quickly started looking at it, saw it was going to this unregistered domain and he'd registered the domain. And by right, registering okay. the domain, that, that killed the spread. Yeah. He didn't he didn't know that had happened. He didn't know that was a, what was going to happen. But as part of the research, seemingly if it's always hitting unregistered domains, they always go and, go and grab that. And then we can understand the traffic going to it and all that kind mm -hmm. of good stuff. And so just by accident, um, he by registering that it kind of killed the spread, but also what happens when it the next one comes? Probably killed the domain registrar somewhere as well. <laughs> yeah, but what happens when the next one of these comes out without that kill switch? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, so how it's, do you then stop the flow? Unless that's an inherent thing in the, the way that these things have to work, because if you if you register a domain suddenly you're you know, in the firing line, then, aren't you? So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there were some rumours over the weekend that on Monday we were going to see the, a, a next version that didn't have this kill switch mm -hmm. coming out, but it doesn't seem to have transpired. And also, I think a lot of people have been patching because it's a, yeah, so. it's probably a boon to antivirus firms around the world. And, and you know, that, that the message is you need to back up, you need to have antivirus and update your systems. Uh, and, you know, fair dues, Microsoft did patch software um, to, you know, that, that really they have no uh, no need to in in the kind of I know you said that you feel that they're slightly responsible, but effectively this is trying. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Of uh, to, uh, know, the reason I'm saying they're slightly responsible is to see when that leak happened back in March time. That was the time to do it. They should have released these updates and says, look, Agreed. if they're out in the wild, we as a we as a we have a responsibility to. There's a patch. We know we said this is unsupported, but there's a but there's yeah, organisations have a responsibility also to deal with the fact that they have been told repeatedly that that they are no longer protected when they're using that software, and this is exactly what that means. So there's responsibility on both sides. But, anyway. Yeah, Microsoft. <laughs> so let's go and let's have a talk about uh, the Microsoft event that's um, recently happened, so an education event, uh, and they've announced Windows 10 S, which is effectively. Uh, it's kind of, imagine it's a bit like Chrome OS. So it's designed to be run on laptop. It's all run out of kind of a um, the Microsoft store. So you can't just install any old software. It has to be software that's uh, downloaded from the store. And it's a more controlled environment. Uh, it's designed to be run on sort of uh, more efficient hardware. So lower end hardware potentially. Uh, but it's just this controlled environment. And they're, they're, they're sort of aiming at education. Um, and they we will come on and talk about some devices that they've sort of released as well, um, but there is the option to upgrade if you've got a bit of hardware running uh, Microsoft Windows S. You can upgrade it if you'd like at some point in the future to the full version of Windows, um, so that you can then install your own hardware and stuff like that. 
pretty much. I think it's fifty quid or fifty dollars. I think it was only dollar price. I think it's fifty dollars, and you can upgrade. It's 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 a kind of weird old world where where the kind of you know when the, when the app store came out on Macs, everybody was saying this is the end of Macs. They're going to mm. force you to do it from you know it's a bit like iOS. We're going to force you to you know install from a store only. And and Macs we've seen it gradual. You've got things like Gatekeeper and things become you know you're making the system vulnerable if you install you know things from mm. outside of the app store. And here's Microsoft just come out and said, actually, we'll do it first. Here's Windows yeah, 10. We'll S. actually put out the whole <laughs> operating systems. And and in the education environment, that makes sense, right? Because it's it's controlled. It's it, it means that a teacher can give a, a device over to a, a child who then can't just go and install a whole ton of crap. You're not going to be so vulnerable to things like these kind of ransomware type no. things. And it's yeah, it's just a And I'm, a I'm fairly, remembering it's a, go on. No, I was just gonna say I'm remembering back to the who's the guy that remember the guy that heads up Steam? And he was saying Windows 10 is going to deliver a, a locked platform. It's like they're trying to kill Steam off. Mm. And I wonder, did, did he see this coming? This, because, is this, yeah, is this his, his foreseeing of this? Yeah, Yeah, because I guess, you know, obviously you can't install Steam. And and the, the bigger, one of the other big announcements, which we'll, we'll come on to in the build conference, which happened the week after, was that iTunes is coming to the, yeah. the Windows App Store. Yeah, which makes, <laughs> yeah. And, and now with that announcement of, of this, this yeah, Windows 10S, that makes sense now, because otherwise you're yeah. going to lose out on all that opportunity. Yep. Uh, Microsoft Slack competitor designed to work uh, with emojis and stickers and things like. That. So I think we talked about Microsoft. It's called Microsoft Teams, isn't it? I think I'm right. Um, so now they're trying to put this into that same school environment. So um, with the ability for uh, teachers to <laughs> again. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Uh, the teachers, teachers could control the kind of flow of information uh, and it, just Microsoft trying to get into that Slack type mentality of put all the information through this Microsoft Teams uh, product and then you'll be able to search through it and get back to it um, whenever you like. Um, so there you go. That, they're going after that that market. That makes sense that because I think, I think originally it was a bit more kind of corporate, but it makes sense, you know, education, get folk in, people want to use emoji. You know, that's a, that's a big driver for upgrading iOS now. I've got 100 new emoji. And you're like, yay. Emoji stick, I, yeah, yeah and, and the ability to add gifts and stuff. So yeah, okay, it's it's modern world. It's it's a bit beyond me at the stage. <laughs> but I think there's a, so there's a big thing that, so it's education event, it's clearly that, that so Chrome's got a big advantage at the moment. Mm. You know, it seemed to have, it seemed to have kind of beaten off iPads, Chromebooks are winning. US, yeah. There's, there's, there's this, is it Google Education? I think is, there, is there what they class their platform for doing, like, or is it Google Classroom? I can't remember. Um, so they've got a big thing around, you know, a kind of Google Docs equivalent so you can do, you know, tests and exams and coursework and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So they seem to be, seem to be winning. Yep, so they're certainly trying to protect that market, and and Microsoft, uh, yeah, Microsoft traditionally been in quite heavy in that market, so they're they're obviously feeling the the pinch on that. Uh, they've also released Minecraft Education Edition, so this will have a code builder tool built in. So in the game itself, it's going to use that kind of Minecraft mechanic to be able to learn to code. Uh, sounds like a sensible decision, and you know, talk about making most of your of your Minecraft license. Uh, it came out in the Switch last week. It's what, Minecraft. Sorry? Minecraft came out in the Switch last week. Oh, they fucking... Yeah. So, and it was, I was actually quite tempted. A lot of digital yeah, yeah. download, and I thought, but, but Mario, Mario Kart has its hooks in big yeah, at the moment. Sucking <laughs> your time dry. Um, so, along with uh, all these kind of education announcements, they unveiled uh, a nine, basically a $1,000 Surface laptop running Windows 10S. 
sort of as a kind of i guess a, a tour de force of what these devices can be so because it's not a it's it's run, designed to run this cut down operating system but it's actually a, a pretty premium laptop it's not a surface as far as you can't it's not like the other ones in that you can't disconnect the screen you can't turn it into a tablet it is a touch screen but it is a physical clamshell laptop um and it it looks pretty sweet in fact it, you know the hardware looks nice the it was gorgeous i thought it looked amazing so yeah and it's it's got an interesting it's got um it's a th was it three by two display was that right Oh, um, yes, it is. You're right. I was going to say... So I that's kind of unusual, yeah. but actually, in a laptop environment, actually, that sometimes gives you more space to play with. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I guess it's doing the, the kind of the kind of Windows thing now. It's a great touchscreen. It's a really nice display. Mm. In fact, the, the, the so, so specification-wise, and when you look at it, it looks amazing. The only bit, it's got, so it's got a kind of furry keyboard. It's got a kind of felt type. It's a, a fabric, yeah, so not they've, felt. They've covered the laptop area in material, which is a bit unusual, but... Yeah, I'd I'd like to feel it to see whether I like it or not. Really, I guess. Yeah, I've tried one of the Surface. So when if you got a, if you've got a Surface Pro, you get a, the kind of felt, and they do feel quite nice. But I'm just wondering, you know, if you've if you've got a laptop for like three four years, did it start yeah. to become? Is it a bit? Yeah, is it a bit mank? A bit. A bit my dirt. keyboards get mank. Yeah, you know, and it's like so. I've got a mouse paddy thing, and you can see where you've been using it and where your hands yeah. are, and it's like need to replace yeah, so, this now. It's a bit. Bit tatty under the skin, it's got um i5 processors in it, so it's and the <laughs> battery life's designed to be long. So, this, like I say, it's not uh, not a you know, a cut down version just to run this cut down operating system, it's actually a nice bit of hardware. Uh, starting at four gig RAM, 128 gigs uh, storage, uh, solid state storage, and that ships mid June. Uh, so the one thing I will say, the advert, not the advert, I guess it's the kind of, well, maybe it's the advert, it's like a two minute YouTube video. And and if if you if it didn't end with a Microsoft logo, you would think it's an Apple product. It's all about how they've milled the aluminum and they've got all this other yeah, bits and yeah, pieces yeah. and how they've selected it and cut it all. And see the only bit that gave it away that it wasn't a Microsoft. Sorry, it wasn't an Apple product. It was when the i seven logo came up. It's like oh, they're using modern processors because Apple don't anymore. <laughs> and that was the and I know I'm being a bit of a douche, but honestly, you looked at it and thought. That, and I saw Neil Patel from The Verge says, you know, that they've basically delivered what everybody wanted. They've delivered yeah. a retina screen and a MacBook Air case. Yeah. And somebody did reply and said, yeah, it's called a MacBook because you can just go and buy a retina MacBook, but but people want some extra ports. <laughs> it's just yeah, back yeah. to the system. There's these small tweaks that everybody kind of wants. And see if they'd put a retina screen inside a MacBook Air, I think a lot of people would have been far happier than the MacBook. The uh, service doesn't come with a USB C, which is kind of a, a little bit. Doesn't seem that forward thinking. But. They said it was too immature. So again, mm. I, I was surprised by that because it's it's only immature unless you start driving the you, market. If you add it to the product, yeah. then, then you get it. Yeah, exactly. So it's no, always going to be immature. Anyway, it's going to be. I think it's been well received so far. Yeah. So Microsoft Build also happened. So the developer kind of conferency bit. Uh, so Cortana was a big focus of that, and the basically allowing now developers to add skills to Cortana. And apparently a lot of people are using Cortana every month. I, did, uh, I, I don't see the only, the only person I see using Cortana <laughs> is you accidentally. <laughs> accidentally when it sparks it off of an Xbox. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, it is obviously embedded we, we, day to day. We're not on Microsoft. So, but it is no. embedded now in that. And, you know, when you click on the little Cortana icon, you know, I guess that's yeah. being used by the windows. And there's, if you've got Windows, I guess you're using it. Mm -hmm. 
chips. I, I, yeah. I just don't. I'm, I'm not in an environment that every time I've tried to use it, it's just just doesn't feel as good. So. But then again, now that they've opened it up and they've released it to developers, maybe it is now going to start coming into its own um, and be a, be a, a strong contender. Um, half a billion people using Windows 10, apparently. It's a big number. Yep. Big, big number. And as you're on the go, so um, developers basically are going to be allowed to use Azure on their mobile devices. Um, yes. And this was fairly... It, it, so there was a number of there was a kind of number of big biggest kind of announcement um all, all around um ios and apple so this was the kind of first first bit of it um so they're saying it's for ios and android today and it's like windows 10 you wp apple come but um it, it means you can basically connect to your azure virtual machines um easily so rather than having to log in through a website or, or do anything like that you've now got a basically an app and you can go is and connect purely, to is this purely on the development side of things so the development yeah. you can then work with your so it's so it's not just talking about the data being stored there and accessed via mobile applications this is purely at the if you're a developer and you've got a uh, an application out there we've now got the tools that allow you to access that via your mobile device yeah so i'd so i've if i've spun up like a vm on on azure and i want to connect it and you know understand load and maybe throw more ram on it or, or yeah, go and tweak it or go and do that kind of thing yeah i've now i've now got a mobile app that i can go and hit that through which and i think i think it makes sense yep sounds nice um and visual studio 2017 coming to the mac that's quite a big old um... it was always in beta but it's that's now a pucker release so so and some of this is based in xamarin so they bought xamarin yeah. i think about 18 months ago um, and xamarin allows you to cross develop um and it's now as a pucker download i have downloaded it shaq's grabbed it it's a really nice looking development platform mm-hmm. really really rich app and it's, it's again basically that they are they're doing loads microsoft there's a real buzz about, and I've, I've said it elsewhere you know including at work there's a real buzz about microsoft that we're not we're not we're not seen it for a long time, and we're not getting elsewhere. Um, and we'll come we'll come on to it in some of the secondary announcements as well, because I think there's just they're just chasing everything. You know, they're they're almost saying you you know we'll you know if you want to run it, run it on Windows. You know, don't, we're not precious about you having to be a Windows phone anymore. It's we want everybody because they've announced the next um, so full creators update. So this is their oh, it has been codenamed Redstone. So this is basically the next big update to Windows Ten. Um, I'm adding, let me have a look what we've got here, various sort of look and feel updates, things like nice blurring, nice fluid animations, things like that. Yeah. Um, but essentially under the, under the, um, the skin as well, it's a, it's just a, enabling more people to sort of work with the platform, I think. And the skin and stuff felt a bit kind of shallow because the, you know, there was a kind of one page website which showed you some nice transitiony type things and blurring and it almost reminded me of of i think it was vista that brought in remember some was it vista that brought in the you know if i click start menu it's transparent and there's blurring mm. effects and it showed you what might be um the kind of export scorpios yeah yeah that's right aero glass was kicking yeah. around and all that kind of stuff so they also showed you a kind of it was like a kind of they said it was like a windows 10 for games or something kind of front end but it looked almost like an xbox 10 and it, not an xbox 10 an xbox one dashboard mm-hmm. and i'm just wondering if that's a new dash we're going to see as part of scorpio it was a really you, right. you base you brought a dash up and in the background it was it overlaid on top of forza in the background and you can see mm-hmm. all that blended through and so there was some nice bits to it but it felt 
you know, felt a bit kind of weak. So, I, and it's probably a bit like the Apple updates now. So you don't, you're no longer well, we going to exactly buy the same Apple update, didn't we? Yeah. Where they just talked us all about blurring, and to a certain extent, it was interesting. Um, but, you know, and they came on to it to talk about things like you know, there's 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 Windows Story Remix, which is a evolution of the current Photos app. So you can collect stories yes, from your photos. And it's so like, stories uh, are the latest thing. Everyone's doing them. Yeah. We will have it in the Apple announcement. We're going to have exactly the same. So. Yeah, and they've kind of got that already. Stuff. Yeah, because if, if you find up photos in Apple, you can go and do like little video sure. stories and stuff. And it's like um, It'll still be there. It'll still be yes. touted. And they'll add it somewhere else. Yep. And then they had like um, cloud clipboards and stuff like that. So it, it all feels like... You know, it's bringing it up to date with everything else we've seen out in other places. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't seem like there's anything revolutionary. It's just tying it all together. And like you said earlier, we're also bringing iTunes to the Windows Store, which, which is uh, quite a step forward. But I can understand yeah. why, given the commercial implications. If they do, if Apple think that Windows 10s has got a chance of succeeding, uh, then you would want your iTunes Store in that. Yes. Mm. Um, so, so one of the big ones again. I mentioned Xamarin earlier, and I'm sorry, sorry for being Mister mm-hmm. Mister Geek Round Xamarin. Um, they announced Xamarin Live Player, um, which allows you to develop on PC without, uh, sorry, develop on iOS without a Mac. So okay. you can actually code um, on PC through Visual Studio, and by using Xamarin Live Player, you can actually throw the app onto, uh, you know, it mimics an iPhone basically. So um, you can you have still... effectively the iPhone virtual machine without actually being on a Mac to do it. You still require the, the final bit of the process, you know, submitting the, your app to Apple to get on an app store. You still need a Mac, so you still need it. Some <laughs> seems almost backward, that doesn't it? That seems just ridiculous. But there you go. Uh, and it's and again, I think that's just the that's always that's that's why the Mac story always feels a bit broken. You know, they're saying iOS is the future of the platform. You still need a Mac to to, yeah, to yeah. go and get there. Xcode has got its real foibles, and you go and look at some of the apps that produce like iTunes. You know they. It, if they'd had any big ambition, that should have been killed probably two, three mm. years ago. Instead of letting everybody build up every year to say you really should be killing this off, and mm-hmm. you know we've seen some things recently, like um, you know they've stopped calling it. Um, I think they've, they've changed the name. It's like podcast. There used to be like an iTunes and podcast logo, and that's now changed. It's almost like there's a there's an Apple podcast app going to come rather than iTunes, and mm-hmm. and whether just people want that or not. But this is a this is actually quite quite a big deal for developers and it just yeah. again it's back to that microsoft adage now it's like we will we want everybody to work on our platform yeah okay so are we happy with build yeah there was some stuff around mixed reality that, that maybe it's just worth touching on because i think we might start to see that coming on uh, xbox and um, they showed you some really quite cheap hardware it's down about sort of three four hundred dollars oh, okay big stuff, and um that that's i can see that and, and then they're, they're determined to not call it ar or vr they really want to call it windows mixed reality um and i can see that being part of whether it's this year or next year you know i think that this year they might say it's xbox scorpio and let's focus on games and next year it'll be by the way you can plug some headsets in. i really hope they don't um try for me at this stage it feels a little bit like uh the connect i really hope they don't sell this whole scorpio ideal based on uh, mixed reality rather than games just give me a console yeah exactly don't i I don't don't want to make that same mistake and i I don't think that's why i think they'll say let's bide their time because because sony so sony's got their vr but they they didn't come out and said here's a ps4 and here's the vr bit and Mm. they're not all separate and i think I think Microsoft yeah, not, should do one the same. Lead to the other; it's, they're kind of no. hand in hand rather than. And I think also that the, it's based on the the 
the rumours around cost, I don't think they could afford to say, by the way, here's everything. Because no. I think it would be like eight, you know, seven, eight hundred pounds. Yeah, just far, uh, far too much money. Yeah, but yeah. we we yet to know that. Uh, not long though. I think we'll start knowing a bit more about that. Bit uh, maybe. That... It's so it's the first first full week of June. So I think it's I think this. The, the, yeah, so we're until two weeks away, really. Yeah, so it's scarily. I think the same day, the same day as WWDC, both Sony and. Uh, Microsoft are doing their E3 keynotes. So, and if we don't know about it by then, you've got to question whether they're going to be ready for the end of this year, which is when they say they're going to be ready. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. I expect to see a box. I expect to see games that they might they hold to. back I mean, in a price. They're kind of developer versions of the boxes, so that they are yeah. along that route already. So and we've seen video. So I think we're going to, and we've already confirmed things like there's no Halo for it. So they're they're going to have to bring some big titles you know so whether that's a red dead redemption exclusive whether that's a cut Feels down about the three. right time for them and, and it also it, yeah I, we're going to hear about the netflix type system as well i think oh uh, yeah I, i'm not convinced they're not, they're no, not i'm me. not convinced about it but i'm sure that is going to be part of the offer yeah no you're as always chris you are right amazon have released a touchscreen echo so it's called the echo show uh, now this, so we we talked a couple of weeks back about the the fashion Echo device, and this is kind of look. style, was it or something? Look, okay, Echo look, okay. So this one is uh, basically it's it's an Echo device, so it's a speaker, uh, but it's got a touchscreen associated with it as well. So not only can you just talk, uh, you can actually interact, and it can show you stuff on the screen. Uh, and one of the big things they're talking about is the ability to use messaging and calls on it so as what well, you can basically you can watch youtube videos it can show you weather reports it can actually when you're doing the news update it can actually show you the video of of, of a news update kind of adds a nice little you know element to it i i I'd, i'm hoping it's not diluting um what was quite a pure this is you talking to your house this is now another screen in your house so i don't i don't know if that's diluting it a bit but but the options for things like calls and and actually, now how they're turning all their echo dots and echoes into this call network—it's—it's uh, it's quite amazing how things suddenly open up when you start s- stretching this kind of platform. Yeah, no, absolutely. And considering they—they they failed with a Fire Phone, mm. um, it's kind of amazing that it's like they failed with the Fire Phone, but all of a sudden they've got a you know—they've <laughs> got these devices, voice calling a messaging platform, network attached devices, which is the intelligence is in the network and. That, that it's quite frightening when you actually think about the, the, what's in people's homes now, um, because they're talking about dropping calls and all sorts of stuff. So, um, no, would you would you enable this? So, dropping call just so we can cover this. Yeah. So, this lets designated friends and family make a call at any time. Receiver then has a ten second window to reject a dropping call or switch to audio only. Yeah, if so you it's don't, kind of the option. It, basically, you've got to reject a call rather than <laughs> rather yeah. than accept it. And it's yeah. and so you know you can imagine. Hiya, how you doing? What? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So if you were semi-distracted, you were you're asleep. You know, yeah. So what happens if you're sleeping naked on your sofa and a dropping call starts? There you go. Your mother gets an eyeful. <laughs> hey! Um, so, yeah. And it, again, it kind of a nice, you know, in that kind of family environment, it does allow people, you know, to talk, especially their, their, their argument is if you've got an elderly relative, you could put a device like this in the house and you can just check in on them and check they're okay. Um, they do think they see this as a limited thing, but anyway, just the ability to have these calls. So you don't have to have this drop in thing. The ability to actually have a call and accept a call via a screen in your home. Um, that's sort of always connected. It's, 
it's you know we've had phones in our house we've got smartphones and all things but there's something different about this i don't know why it feels different i would guess it's because a device that's supposed to be in your home What's that, sorry? would you would you buy one well, I'm not going to. It's not on my list. So, so, they, so, so we should also be clear. American only at the moment, like yes. most Amazon things, it comes out there first. But two two nine dollars for one. So it's a fair. Which is, it's still not. It's still for a touchscreen device. is not that expensive. But interestingly, buy two for three sixty. Mm. Which, which I guess was good. And what they're trying to do is like again, it's getting it back into multiple rooms. So yes. you know, one downstairs, one upstairs. You know, could you be doing a quick or video call? Or even just a family one. I'll buy this and then I'll, I'll hand you this one yeah, so we can chat. Your your grand example. And again, people are saying, is this a cheap way of replacing all the kind of baby cameras everybody's got? Yeah, so yeah. You'll well, just, you'll so just they're, have they're, dropping they're switched talking, on. They're talking about integration with security cameras and all sorts. So you can yeah, yeah. just yep. say, show me the front door and, and off it goes. And, and so, yeah, having the ability to show something, it, say for me, it dilutes it slightly because it's not about that hands-free, just talking to the house type thing. It's now yes. about you've got to get to a location to actually then see a screen and uh, and have that screen in a place where it works. Um, so th- some of it feels a bit diluted, but again, it just it does add to this network of these devices, which do make sense in the home environment. So I think again, I can see it, you know. So I, you know, kitchen, you know, show yeah. me, show me show how to make this. Yeah. I can see that being, a, I can see there's been something there. It's also interesting that it kind of came out the kind of day after somebody said, kind of confirmed this is what the Amazon, you know, sort of the Echo Show is going to look like. I don't think they had the name. I think they just said, "We've confirmed this is what the device looks like." It looked mm-hmm. a bit fugly. And and it is a bit utilitarian. It's yeah. it, it looks fine, but but also came on the back of um, oh Phil Schiller. Phil Schiller had done a, a, a an interview with an Indian website, and in a very Apple like way, kind of saying you know we're interested in these you know voice communication home type devices because they've always said nah your device is your it's your phone you're always got your phone. But he was basically saying, we're interested in this, but wouldn't you want a screen? You know, mm. we're looking at it and we think a screen's... So I, I'm kind of I'm in my head, odds on, that in three weeks' time, we're going to have a Siri-driven, you know, Apple device that probably will sound great and have a screen, and I'll buy one, like a SAP. Of course. <laughs> of course. You've got, got to spend your Apple dollars somehow. Uh, and the new iPad that's coming. Of course. Of course. Samsung Pay has launched in the UK. It's taken a little while, um, but this is in sort of competition with Apple Pay and Google Pay, Google Android Pay. Um, so yeah, uh, allow you to pay for the tube and various other networks that will allow you just to tap your phone onto you know a pad and, and off you go. Uh, it's taken them a little while to get up and running, but they obviously feel that they've got something to bring to the market. Yeah. So Kyle Brown, Samsung's head of technology, I will quote him. Samsung Pay is one of our key foundations for our services for 2017, along with Bixby, Samsung Connect, and Samsung Health. We expect an explosion of services. He didn't say explosion, but just every Samsung article needs to get explosion in there somewhere. Zing. Um, so it's, uh, uh, I mean, Samsung's a massive platform. So. Yeah, yeah well, it's, uh, and, and they've got, got another hit on their hands. They've yeah. sailed uh, beyond uh, their explosion. Yeah. Because Android Pay, I don't, I don't see many people talking about Android Pay. It's just there, I think. Um, yeah, I, but it never, it never got the same kind of recognition as like Apple Pay. No, everybody seems to get super excited about Apple Pay, and you see little logos for it. And Android one, it's just like, well, it takes contactless, so you know it works. Mm. And I guess that's what Samsung's piggybacking on as well. It's like, so got, got your phone, just use it. And again, you're, you're then getting credit card signed up to Samsung. Will know about it. They'll be able to go and. Yeah. It's, it's still not something I've done yet. I've not 
done any kind of app, uh, phone pain. I, I do. Oh, have you? Not? Oh, because you're not contact, an Apple guy. Contactless devi- devices. Uh, sorry, cards and stuff, but not not with the phone. I don't see much need to when I've got credit cards to do it all for me. Uh, agreed. The credit card can just be as easy. It's just as see sometimes just having it there and the, the wallet's tucked away. It's like actually I'll just yeah maybe like a douche pay with my watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nintendo also announced a little while about the 2DS XL. So who knew the two the the DS was still around and still going strong? But this is the kind of a, a larger version, but it's the 2D, so it's not got the 3D anymore. Uh, I'm guessing this is like the the shutting down of that kind of empire. I guess now it must it's, it must it's be. just and get gets sold of any other people that haven't yet bought it that do want it. Cheap big device and and off you go. Well, it's not that uh, cheap. No, but I'm also thinking there's probably, I mean, I'm guessing there's like still games getting developed, or or there was, you know, there was a kind of here's some games coming out, and they're saying here's a device because I guess like Sony and Samsung and everybody else, 3D isn't the answer. No, I mean they got closest to do it. I mean that was probably the most sold 3D device probably that exists, you know. But there you go. It's now they've gone back to 2D because I think most people who ended up with a DS just ended up turning the 3D off. <laughs> Anyway, so what's the point of putting all that in there? Yeah, it was um, it was a bit it was a bit tricksy. It was, I mean, it was it was a it was a gimmick, and it but it didn't really add too much. Yeah, and some of the games looked okay, and other ones just were like, oh. yeah, just uh, they upset your eyes after a while. Yeah, and that, like I said, they didn't really bring anything. It was an interesting concept, but there you go. All right, I think that's the news and stuff done. Uh, so unless you've got a pick. No, because um, as I said earlier, I'm I'm running on a crazy schedule at the moment, so t- tiredness is. Um... <laughs> and we've chat, we've bleated on for long enough, anyway. So Chris, I do have a f- question for you. Oh, tell us about spa. Hey, I love spa. So, uh, yeah, I've just come back from Spa Francochon, uh, <laughs> where we raced, and I got back on the podium, which was very nice. So if you want to go and watch some racing, you can. Go to academyracer.co.uk and you can read all about it and watch all the videos. Um, but yeah, Good stuff. it was Good um, stuff. a very interesting uh, racetrack and it's really nice to say that I've raced there and not any race there got a podium. So, I guess yeah. that's is that the, like, the longest racetrack that you've done oh, an official Caterham racing on? It's huge, isn't it? Massive, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the, by, by, a, by a long stretch. It's kind of probably seven times as long as Brands Hatch Indy, which is our next round. <laughs> so, Jeez. You know, if not, no, in fact, probably longer than that. It's just it's just ridiculously long. And the longest stretches of full throttle that we run as well, there was two of them. Uh, and so slipstreaming ahoy. So if you're interested in watching what slipstream looks like in a catering, there are plenty of good examples on the video. So yeah, academyracer.co.uk if you're interested in that racing side of what I do. Um, digitaloutbox.com for the podcasty type side of the things of what we do uh, info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us and we're on Twitter as digitaloutbox so you can get me on Twitter at cheesyuk where do we find you Ian? Uh, I'm on Twitter as Sweeper and my blog is ind.net lovely so thank you very much for listening well done Ian for getting through it you can now go off and have your I'm going uh, to bed. beauty sleep <laughs> I need it yeah. All right. So thanks very much. And we'll talk to you again next week where we should be talking uh, Google I.O. Yeah, Google I.O. is tomorrow and Thursday because it's just so much. You need to do it over two days now. There you go. Speak to you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.
yep, it's that stupid time where we've got Google I.O., <laughs> WWDC, E3, and then we can just shut down for two months. <laughs> we, then we can have a rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, it's all good.